Hey, Liz. Hey, Eric. Why do gays celebrate in the summertime? I don't know why. Because pride comes before the fall. (laughs) There it is. Fucking hate that. Uh, happy Pride, everyone! It's Pride Month. It's the best time of the year. Uh, Eric and I are going to take you on a little historical journey through our own experiences at Pride and actually what Pride is and why we do it. So June is Gay Pride Month, which is a big deal for us gays, but it goes way, way back. I guess not too far back, but this is actually the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, which are where the gay pride movement really took off. Yeah. Um, There was a bar in New York City called the Stonewall Inn, and there was a huge confrontation with the police, which actually they kind of did a remake of in Queer as Folk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That was when um, I think we talked about. In the, is it in the finale that they referenced that? We oh, yeah, about but it in that last time. season, they yeah. kind of destroy the bar that they go to, That's right. and then Michael and Brian dance on the debris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so these Stonewall riots took place on June twenty eighth, nineteen sixty nine, and then the following year, in June, they have the first Pride marches in New York and Los Angeles. And from there, we sort of developed – June became this month for pride gay activism to take place. And then from there, these marches, we've stemmed into gay pride, which has just become – I mean, it has a deeper meaning. But now it's just a huge party for people to go to and sort of remember these things, but also for people to kind of just – go crazy with their bad selves. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, it, it's not as much about the movement, um, in the same way, I guess, but I still think it is like you get to go to a place where everyone is being like their truest selves. Like it's a, is a wild party. It is like a crazy time, but at the same time, like this doesn't happen all the time. Like this, true. This many people, that have these, you know, (laughs) oh, that sucked. (laughs) These, these people, this group of people that have like this, these sexual, we're sexual minorities. Like we have this one thing in common and we're all in one place celebrating together. And, you know, that's part of it. That was not something that could have been done in the time of the Stonewall riots. So, you know, seeing how far we come is, is not to be ignored, I guess. That's true. I feel like it has evolved into what is necessary. You know, visibility is what we need. And to ha- to see this positive light for gay, lesbian, trans culture is amazing. And it's still, 
is a big deal every year. I feel like I know my first gay experience was at a pride and it was still a very important memory to me and a very important step for me in coming out and accepting who I am. Right. Right. I mean, I, uh, we'll get into this obviously later, but my first pride was more recent and it was after I came out and stuff. So I, Though I had already taken those like major steps, I felt the importance of being there and being surrounded by all these people that had like had similar had lived similar existences to me. Like even though you know everyone is unique and different and has their own story, like we were all here for the same reason, you know. So that was like there was something about that for sure. Yeah, it's like riding the bus. Like (laughs) we don't have a lot in common, but at the end of the day, none of us have cars. That honestly is like the perfect analogy for what a pride celebration is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now that, I mean, we started with these prides in New York and LA and they have grown all over the world. Almost every country has some form of pride. And even in countries where homosexuality is still frowned upon and at sometimes illegal, there are still these pride movements and they really get their energy and power in June when they get to see the rest of the world also participating in these. Um, yeah. And that's, that's definitely, uh, where you see the movement, you know, like in the U S like it's different, but you, these other countries, the global celebrations are where I think we, as and uh, like a whole community draw our power from, from you know what I mean, during that month. Yeah. Yes, because I, I mean, my first Pride was San Francisco Pride, which is the biggest Pride celebration in the world, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And now that I've been in South Korea, I've definitely seen how important it is. It's, I mean, South Korea is by far not the most prohibitive country for homosexuality, but it is a very different feel and a lot smaller. And you can feel the importance of it at events like that. Um, so I mean, the main prides that we've been to personally are in big cities on the coast of the U S. So it's hard for us to say the feel of them in smaller communities and in other places. But basically what happens during Pride is there is a parade, a large parade down the streets of a city and followed by a street party. So there's a lot of people dancing. You have music stages. You have dance parties. You've got booths, local and corporate booths, giving out things or having little things. Yeah, it's like a street fair. Yeah. On varying degrees of size. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my first Pride was at San Francisco, and it was a wild event. I was still not out at the time, but I was really into rave culture, and there was promises (laughs) of a lot of techno music at this. So me and my friend... I've told I've told part of this story before. Me and my friend poured our four locos into Arizona tall cans <laughs> and hopped on the BART to San Francisco. And it was an amazing event. Even though I wasn't out, I could really feel the love. I could feel less pressure on myself. I could feel a community. Like I could feel 
that I wasn't the only one suddenly because that's how I felt. I mean, you really feel alone in your homosexuality when you're coming out, when you're dealing with that stuff. And then you get to see that there's all these people and they're just normal people and they like to have fun and it can be a positive experience to be gay. Yeah. You definitely feel that positive energy at Pride. And I imagine that must have been like a huge turning point in the process of your own personal acceptance. As we've discussed before, there's like a whole process you go through and before you actually admit to yourself and the people around you that you're gay. And I can't imagine, I mean, I didn't have this experience, so I can only imagine that it was like huge, huge turning point. I couldn't imagine what it would have been like for me if I had that experience before I had made the decision to come out. Yeah, it was a a big deal. And, you know, everyone, you need to see all these different people that, I mean, don't care, really, right? It's just everyone is together having fun, and it doesn't matter you're gay, you're straight, anything. It's just having fun together. And that, I feel like, was the biggest moment of it for me. Yeah, um... So quick question for you about that. Did you, since you were not out, like, did you obviously went with people. Were you out to those people that you went with or like? I was not out. Um, I went with one friend and we were both just like big ravers and they were like, we get to dance in the streets of San Francisco. We should go to this thing. Also, Carmen is performing. I don't remember if you know, remember Carmen? I sure do. I sure do, <laughs> Eric. I and sure we were do. both really into Carmen. <laughs> So um, not the musical. I just want to state <laughs> the singer, that woman that covered the song. She was like a rapper or whatever. She yeah, did a rap she, verse and shit too. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a gay event, so like it's it is right for you to um, specify not the opera, but <laughs> the, the fifteen minutes of fame rap slash pop star artist, whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, so that is really interesting. So when when you went back or whatever went to school or to your frat or whatever, did anyone have suspicions or did they already have suspicions at the point or just like didn't really matter? It was just like, oh, Eric went to another rave event. Um, I don't think that event itself harbored any suspicions. I think there were suspicions separate of that. Yeah. <laughs> it like sparked the suspicions among them. Okay. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> so how many prides since then have you been to? Um, probably five or six. I definitely continued to go to San Francisco pride every year that I was in San Francisco. That was pretty much an event that always happened. Um, actually I had a couple things. Um, I talked before very briefly on one of our episodes about one of my fraternity brothers that was questioning. Yes. And he told me this. And so one day before pride, I think it was two or three years later, I was like, I'm going to pride this year. Do you want to come with me? And he was like, yes. And the two of us just went together and he had a great time. And I think it was very helpful I don't think it fully pushed him to come out, but I think he had a really good time. And 
I could at least share that with him because I knew when I went for the first time how much of a relief, how much it helped me. Right. I'm sure that was an important moment for him, like whether or not wherever he is in his process now, I'm sure that that I can only imagine, you know, that that was an important yeah. moment. And I also had um, a year where my entire, not my entire, but like 10 to 15 guys from my fraternity came with me to Pride. And they had a grand old time. Oh, that's wicked cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like, it was really cool to see them come out, support me and just have fun, you know, yeah. just be so accepting. Yeah. And that's what the great thing about Pride is, is that like, it's for everyone. It's not just for for us. Like, yep, we definitely get the most like fun out of it, I would say. And it's our favorite time of year. And I can tell you what, that I'm like covered in rainbows and glitter for like the whole month. But it's for everyone. It's for our families. It's for our supporters. And it's for it's for anyone who feels part of the community, which is like a way bigger spectrum than, you know, just the letters on the scale or whatever. Yeah. It's really a chance for gays to be like, Straight people, let us show you how to throw a party. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Liz, um, why don't you tell us about your first Pride? Okay, so my first Pride is very recent. Like, I never went when I was back east. So I went to my first Pride last year, one year ago this month. Um and I have to say, while my experience is obviously different than yours, Eric, because like it was pre, your first one was pre coming out. Mine was way post, like out, out at this point. Um, and I don't really know why I didn't go to Prides in Boston because Boston, I lived there for a long time and um, like they obviously have their own Pride, but I just never, just never went. So finally... I went this year. Maybe it's because I like have queer, a group of queer friends for the first time ever in my life. Like not that my friends would not want to go. Like, you know, you're saying about your fraternity brothers. Um, but like never have had a group of people that just like wanted to go. So um, we, I went to WeHo. What, for, for those of you not in LA, <laughs> <laughs> WeHo is West Hollywood, so to, which is like the gayest area of LA. I mean, you could argue Silver Lake too, (laughs) (laughs) but that's where the lesbians are. Um, and it was a wild first pride to go to because it's a huge one. It's not San Francisco, but it's huge. Um, and I was definitely a little overwhelmed at first, but in a good way, like I still felt that same sense of community, even though I'm totally comfortable in who I am at this point. You go there and it's like the energy, the community, the sense that you get is like, is so overwhelming. It is, you know, you just don't feel alone. And it's not that I felt alone because I'm obviously with this group of friends, but my God, it was like so different. It was a feeling I had never felt before. Yeah. It's like you're a part of, you're just a part of something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You just look at it. You see yourself and then even your tiny groups of friends or these tiny pockets of people, but then you get them all in this one place and we're here for the same reason. It's just, it's just a wild experience. Um, 
<laughs> so for me, I actually bought a lot of people for, uh, for WeHo at least, I'm sure this is the way in other um, cities as well, there's like the main strip of bars, the like gay bars and stuff that are just like packed that day. And then there's the actual festival, which kind of like goes into a park a little bit. And that's where like the shows are and the vendors that you were talking about earlier, Eric. Um, and so I actually bought a ticket to go into the festival, which I thought was a great experience for my first time to really get in and see like who's there performing and um, – you know, you get these major stars and this is like fun. It's like a lot, but I think I had the most fun just bar hopping before we went in. Like mm-hmm. I felt the most sense of community and such there. It wasn't as, uh, I guess when you go into the festival, it's very mainstream. There's mainstream artists. There's all these huge companies that have like a spot there or something, a, a um, a booth, but going, just going to like regular WeHo that we drive through like every day or whatever we see all the time. But this busy and this full of like people like us was, that was where the experience came from. I feel like. Yeah. Um, wait, you've been to WeHo pride though, right? I haven't, I haven't been to LA. Oh man. I did not know that. Yeah. I've only been to, I've been to San Francisco in Oakland and Seattle. And it was a lot of fun going to Oakland because it was a lot smaller pride and a lot, I feel like, denser POC action, you know? Nice. A lot more people of color. And which is also really refreshing to see, you know? Because when you see these gay ideas, I guess, you see these gay white men Mm -hmm. and being able to see a lot of black men and Latino men also gay is another level of feeling that acceptance is feeling part of a community. That Um, is pretty rad. Okay. Actually. (laughs) got a fun story from my Oakland pride. So I went with my boyfriend at the time and he went to the bathroom, um, the porta potties, and I made this guy, and we're just standing there talking, chatting, right? Um, and my boyfriend comes out of the bathroom, and it turns out this guy is his ex boyfriend. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we um, had a great conversation, but apparently their breakup was not the best. And then he like completely trashed me to my current boyfriend via Facebook messenger. Oh my God. (laughs) That is so gay. (laughs) So yes, all these positives, but you may run into your boyfriend or girlfriend's ex at these events. I know we're talking about how the community is so big and all, but like, (laughs) it's not that big. (laughs) (laughs) Big community, small world. Yeah, there you go. I like that. (laughs) Uh, Liz, you were mentioning like corporate sponsors and like booths at Pride. Yeah. What do you think of those? So I also went to Long Beach Pride last year and I went during the day for that one. So I I mean, that's all day events, but like the WeHo one was way more of like a party and I was like there for that, for the music and dancing and stuff. But for Long Beach, I went with my very straight friend 
<laughs> Patrick, you've heard his voice before. He does the game show episodes for us. Um, he, him and I just went, so we went during the day and we walked around. We actually got a good look at like the vendors and the corporate people that like attend. And I'm not one of those people who's like anti-corporate corporation. Like, you know, it's got to be grassroots hippie shit, you know, it's just for us type thing. Like, of course we want the support of these huge brands and stuff, but at the same time it does feel a little gimmicky, you know? Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Like, I guess it's, it is important and they make these, you know, they're, they're donating money and you can't like beat corporate money. Right. No. Yeah. That's, that's exactly (laughs) it. Like for example, for this pride, maybe you guys have seen it, Already, if you haven't, Bud Light is making rainbow cans, releasing rainbow cans for the month of June. And it's like, awesome. Am I going to buy a Bud Light for that? A hundred percent, yes. But but it's just like, where are you the rest of the year? Like, where are these corporate sponsors, these people that are showing up in June, where are they when real issues arise? Like, I don't see a lot of that there are some companies for sure yeah i because my first thought when i think about corporate sponsors is smirnoff there's like a bunch of smirnoff stuff and it's like great all these alcohols are sponsoring pride right right bud light like exactly and then of course like we can never forget subaru like oh (laughs) (laughs) but they belong there they're here for us (laughs) they've got a seat at the table exactly (laughs) um so, yeah, so I, I don't have, like, huge negative feelings towards it or, you know, anything like that, but I definitely it definitely don't – I definitely don't ignore the fact that, like, okay, this is – they're just doing this because they can hit a huge market right now this month, you know? Like, yeah. I, just, I, I definitely see it more as strategy than, like, actual caring for this group of people. Um, when I was in Seattle, I made it to the parade. I don't think I ever saw the parade in San Francisco, but I've never seen the parade. Like when I went last year to WeHo, it was just like the parade's usually only one of the weekend days. The festival's the whole weekend, and I went the mm-hmm. day that it wasn't, and that was still super fun. And uh, but I think at some point I got to do that. It's definitely worth it, but it, you'll see like. A giant pirate ship, ship, right, with, like, drag queens on it, and then a bunch of people marching through with Verizon t-shirts. Okay. So that is even <laughs> more corporate than even, like, just walking around and, like, experiencing the vendors and shit like that. Yes, but then, like, I think about, like, all these gay people that work for Verizon that get this opportunity to be in the parade, right? And they get to have this fun, feel this acceptance, see other people in their company that are also gay, that's true. And there's definitely something behind that. Cause like, so I, I work for a big company, a, like a big corporate company and, um, they definitely take pride pretty seriously. Like there was just recently a competition for employees to submit a t-shirt design for what are this year's pride t-shirts within the company are going to look like. So that oh, was, are you doing that? I you definitely, it's too late. I did not, I did <laughs> not do it. Um, I definitely should have. But I did not. <laughs> I dropped the ball. Um, but it, that's a cool initiative, and it definitely helps you like feel seen. And then there's the fact that they're like, 
gonna hand like gonna do a company wide Pride Day, um, where we you know we wear the t shirts or we like we just like do things to celebrate it. Um, it's pretty cool. It's cool to feel seen, and so so that's positive for me. I guess like that's yeah. where I get my positive feelings from. I think that's awesome, actually, because like. I mean, I feel like every time I started a job, you know, there's always this kind of fear about coming out. Definitely. I mean, you have coming out to all the people in your life, but a job is like a whole nother coming out. And you're like, will this be, you know, a detriment to my work or to my workplace relationships? Because you don't know who you're working with. Totally. You start. Totally. And you may think like, oh, that's dated. Who cares now? But like, it's still, it still is an issue. You still enter a new job kind of with those fears. Um, I can personally say myself, like I, this is probably the first job I've ever worked at that I've been a hundred percent out and open and like my true self. And it's been amazing. And I appreciate everyone that I work with and like obviously upper level because for that, Um, so, but I had never taken a chance like that before and just like outwardly said, like, this is what I am Mm -hmm. until now. So, um, it's still, it's still a touchy thing. It's still (laughs) very much an issue as like starting a new job. Cause all you need is like one superior who is not down with the gaze and that can ruin your entire experience at a company. So it is really a difficult decision and process to go through every single job. And especially with us millennials changing jobs every two to three <laughs> years, like, yeah, it's you got to come out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. We really digress. We digress there, <laughs> <laughs> but a worthy, worthy topic. Yeah. So, um, Let's talk. You said you went to Long Beach Pride. How do you feel was different from LA Pride? Right? It's a little bit smaller of a community. For sure. And then of course, like at the time that I went, it, like the the time of day that I went was like different on both ends and um whatever. So for for again, people that don't know, like Long Beach is just south of LA, like barely. It was probably it's probably half hour from my place. So um you know, it's not a huge distance from the pride that I, the big pride that I went to, but it, it was definitely a different vibe, way smaller, um, a lot more lesbians. We'll definitely (laughs) say that for the lesbians out there, for the young people who have maybe not had this experience yet. Pride is very male heavy and it's super fun. The gays know how to party, but like, it's about the boys. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And then there's like, of course, like lesbian events you can go to and stuff. Like, I'm not saying that you can't find your people out there, but it's just the culture. Uh, but as yeah, the- <clears throat> um, they have to kind of. I feel like because it is so male, gay, heavy at all these events, they kind of have to like set aside these events for everyone else. Right. You know, there's Trans Day, and then there's like a Dyke March, just because. <laughs> the gay guys kind of assert themselves into everything. Yeah. I mean, they love attention. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but but seriously, like, uh, not saying anything in like a bad way, but just that's just kind of the way it is. And um, so for Long Beach to be down there and see a lot more women, that was pretty cool. I mean, granted, it was during the day, so naturally that's when the lesbians come out. They're not like wild partiers at night, so. <laughs> So when they're working on their puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So um, that was kind of cool. And I just had like a really awesome experience with my one – it was just me and my one friend. And, and we, um, um, we just had like such a fun day. We got a little stony and we walked around. So it was like kind of just a different vibe. Like it was a way more chill. Like there wasn't – the big music names hadn't started or anything. So, um, but it was still fun. Like we got to drink and eat a, like a lot of the food. And then honestly, this is where the vendors kind of were fun because they all had like games and prizes and like just fun festival type things that you could do that didn't cost you like anything. It just was like a different side to pride, I guess, than I would have experienced in WeHo. So I did enjoy it. But that is lame compared to you, Eric. You've had some extremely different pride experiences, <laughs> given that Uh-oh. you're not in the country right now, as we talk oh, about all the time. Yeah. So Yeah, I went to Seoul Pride, which is like a lot – compared especially to San Francisco, it was a very small event. Um, it's one city block, whereas San Francisco is like four to five city blocks, square city blocks around with multiple stages, multiple areas, everything happening at the same time. Um, there is one stage in Seoul. Um, it's a fairly small event. And outside the event, there's probably more protesters than there are celebrators inside. Wow. That's really interesting because you definitely see a little bit of that, I guess, in the U.S. for the bit in the big cities of pride. Like, I'm sure that there are like protesters and like annoying people everywhere, but it's not on a major scale compared to the amount of people that are pouring into the pride celebration. Um, so what the fuck is that like? Like, that is really fascinating. <laughs> The nice part about it is that you feel how important it is, right? Once you get inside, you feel how in, how small the community is, but how strong it is, right? All these people push through to get here and are really enjoying themselves. Right. But literally, we took the subway to get there, and we get come out of the subway station, and there's just a huge protest outside. Wow. There's just like hundreds of people sitting there just – um, listening to a speaker and like singing some nationalist song because they are so against the pride. And for the parade, literally the parade goes down the street and the entire way that the entire parade route is lined with police officers, like shoulder to shoulder police officers, because they're trying to prevent anyone from fighting into or doing anything to the parade people. Wow. That's really intense. Like really? Um, yeah, there's there were actually multiple stages of protesters, but only one stage inside for the gays. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> Each year they get another stage and one gets taken <laughs> from. 
Wow. But that it is... was a great event. And that was probably my first feeling of gays in Korea, like really feeling any sort of gay community in Korea. What other kind of differences did you sort of feel or encounter like in Korea? Like what other things stood out to you that felt different? Um, I would say the Pride event was really, there was really a push for international inclusivity. You know, their booths and they had like fans for everybody. It was the hottest day. Oh my God. <laughs> Just dripping sweat. It's like 90 degrees and crazy humid. Wow. But they had fans for everyone and they had like different country flags on all the fans where I feel like as American prides are very American, right? They're right. like, you get to see Australia, Canada, US, Ireland, everywhere else. Like right. they were very, very inclusive. And they even had this like world dress on display that was really famous. And it has all the flags sort of stitched together into a huge ball gown. Wow. That's really interesting. That That's a really good point. And something I honestly never thought of until right now that we don't really think of global pride in our own celebrations. Like, of course, like we follow it around the world and you see stuff on TV and you, you know, whatever you see stuff on social media from these other countries. Um, but you never think to celebrate international because especially in the U S like so many people from all around the world are here and come here to celebrate, you know, imagine being somewhere else and seeing your, your home represented that's that's kind of cool. I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And everything is in <laughs> – it's also really difficult because, like, everything is in Korean. So it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> trying to navigate. <laughs> um, we, but it was a, I would say it was a good time, and I really felt motivated to, like, buy things because a lot of the um, vendors – we're small vendors and those donations go straight back to making the next year's pride happen because it's really difficult for them to finance it and they don't really get corporate sponsors like we do. Wow. I was honestly, that was exactly what I was just going to ask you. So, so glad that you brought that up. That is really interesting to me. And like, I feel that that would be, that would change the way in a positive way. Like we look at pride. If that was how we had to run it mm. here, um, corporate money is not bad money. We're having a great time <laughs> for sure. But that is really fascinating because it's almost like you feel like, I feel like we take pride a little bit for granted. Like some years you're just like, Oh, you know, I don't want to go the crowds, this, that, whatever. But like, if you if your presence, if your purchases, if you could make a direct impact to at least the celebration, the community, whatever, wouldn't you feel like so compelled and obligated to go for your, to represent your community? Like that has got to be a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. I had that. I went through those exact feelings, you know, I'm just like the end of the day, I'm like, Oh, let's get out of here. It's hot. It's sweaty. And then you kind of remember that, they're literally like, this money will go straight to making sure that this happens next year. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy a T-shirt. Like, I'm going to do what it takes for this to happen every year again because it's not guaranteed. Whereas in the U.S., I mean, it's also not guaranteed, but it's probably going to happen. It's There's a lot of people yeah. pushing towards it happening. Right. And, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to 
<laughs> sound lame or anything, but like the sense of pride that you must have to have contributed to that, even in the smallest way, like that's pretty rad, you know, like that's wicked cool. Yeah, that was a great day. And like, I will always remember, I feel like a lot of my San Francisco prides kind of blend together, you know, it's sort of like, oh, I was dancing and partying and like seeing naked guys dance on stages. But I will always remember my soul pride as being this like, smaller, tighter, very impactful event in my experience here. Dude, awesome. I don't even know. We can't even keep talking. <laughs> All right. Welcome to this installment of Beers for Queers. Eric, what are you drinking today? Oh, so serious. <laughs> this is this is a serious episode. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking Cass, you know, the Korean Bud Light. Nice. Hopefully but... that comes out in rainbow colors during Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the best thing about it is something they don't do in America is they put beer in 1.6 liter plastic bottles. I love it. All right. Enough of that. Uh, now to get to the main event. I yes. have a special beverage this evening. Um, so a little backstory for you guys. I <laughs> I am from Massachusetts <laughs> and the Boston Marathon takes place there, and each year, uh, Sam Adams releases a what is called a twenty six point two beer, and it's a goes. It's a little bit of sour. It's got electrolytes, sea salt, things that runners need. So, I've had it before a few times, um, but Eric sends me a message earlier this year with this, like about this beer, and he's like, "Let's go find it," and. I'm like, I'll try, but like, it's only released in Boston. Like you can't really find it anywhere else. So I'm ready to let the season go by without drinking the spear until today. As I was leaving work, <laughs> I stopped by the liquor store. They have it. I buy the place out. I've got like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got like 30 bottles of this stuff in my fridge right now. And I'm just saving it for Eric to come back. So all in all, I'm drinking the 26.2 Marathon beer from Boston, Massachusetts, and I honestly couldn't be happier. Thank you again for joining us for No Homo, and I hope you guys have a great Pride Month. I know we will. This is the best time of year. Really? It's like Christmas for us. <laughs> <laughs> so... Tell us about your Pride experiences. What have you guys done at Pride? What do you think of Pride? Any good, bad, somewhere in the middle, wild stories you have to tell us? Yeah, we want to hear it for sure. <laughs> We've got plenty more to share about our Pride. Pictures, videos, just check us out all month. We'll be posting things nonstop. Yeah, you're definitely going to want to see Eric without the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and come meet us. Come talk to us. We're going to be at Prides this month. We're going to be at San Diego Pride and Oakland Pride in September, on September 8th. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be in WeHo and 
that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, come say hi. If you see us out there, we're going to be out there with our No Homo t-shirts. Come see us. Come say hi. We'd love to meet you. Yeah, maybe we'll give you a t-shirt. Maybe. Pride is about free stuff. <laughs> uh, until next time. Later, gays. <laughs> podcast by elizabeth stickley and eric tate original theme music by emily Keane. follow us on instagram at no homo podcast or on twitter at okay no homo happy pride month live out loud live and in color <laughs> oh that is good that is probably like one of the gayest <laughs> things that's ever happened to you i feel like yeah. <laughs>